Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic novelty. This week, The Adventures of Bob Hope number 100, cover date August September 1966, cover price 12 cents. Cover artist Bob Oxner, edited by Murray Boltonoff, featuring of the we swing, written by Arnold Drake, art by Bob Oxner. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away. We go-go. Wonder what you gonna do when the morning light comes shining through. You thought about it all last night until darkness turned into light. Super hip? President? Who's gonna buy into this big lie? Confused? Don't worry. I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. Public Service Announcement Theater presents Your Free Trip Around the World. And when we got to the top of that mountain in Peru, 7,000 feet high, there she was. Machu Picchu, the famous lost city of the Incas. Gosh, Captain! You've been all around the world! I sure would like to see some of those places you told us about. When you're older, son, maybe you'll be able to travel around. But you don't have to wait until then. I'll show you a ship that'll take you places right now. Shortly. Huh! This is just the public library. They got nothing here but a lot of books! Oh, that's my land ship, son. Let's go aboard. Say, here's a book about Lawrence of Arabia, and another one about Genghis Khan in China. I got one all about hunting lions in Africa. Thanks for steering us straight, Captain. We'll have some great trips, and all for free. I'll have some stories to tell you, Captain, after I finish this book. It's all about space travel. I'm even going places you haven't been to yet. (laughs) Presented as a public service in cooperation with the National Social Welfare Assembly, Coordinating Organization for National Health, Welfare, and Recreation Agencies of the USA. Oh, gosh, I'm tired. Why are you tired? Well, I worked all day, and then I went to my other job and worked, and now here I am. It's like my third job of the day. But it's not really work. Not when I'm with you, no. It's fun, 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 especially when I have a special fizzy, fuzzy cocktail. Yes, isn't it great? What we've done, listener, is make our house special, which is vodka and cranberry. Mm -hmm. And we added a little triple sec and grapefruit bitters. So it's basically like a cosmopolitan, but not as sweet. Right. Some grapefruit bitters, and then we top it off with a champagne floater. Yep. I mean, it's not real champagne, obviously. Oh it's God, no! Nine dollar bottle from the bottom shelf, but oh, uh, it's not nine dollars. Uh, it was, yeah. Uh, Twelve dollars. No. Did you buy it this time? I bought it in oh. in a neighboring state where it's cheaper. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, who would have thought that Rob, we'd have to suffer through this? issue again well that or i was going to say that a 55 year old comic starring america's most disgusting superhero super hip Mm -hmm. as well as noted american comedian bob hope he's Mm -hmm. actually not american he was born in great britain who would think that such a comic would have such resonance for today's political situation oh yes who would have thunk it well i would have because i read this as did i uh, the Adventures, wait, The Adventures of Bob Hope, number 100, September 1966. 
Was it you last week talking about the fake bikinis where it had material covering the... Indeed it was. I was watching the, one of the first episodes, maybe like first or second episode of I Dream of Genie. Yep. Right on the cover here, we have one of those bikinis that's uh, sexy and modest at yes, the same time. at the same time. It's sex modest. Um, cover by Bob Oxner, noted for drawing sexy, sexy ladies. And also... Uh, Analogs of the Universal Monsters, who also appear on the cover, mm-hmm. as well as Super Hip, America's most disgusting superhero. I'm not quite sure what makes him disgusting. Right, he's annoying. annoying. Certainly, yeah. I wouldn't, but he's clean. Yeah, he's clean, and he does fun things. Yes. Oh, um, and he's also president of the United States. Indeed. You've heard about the Chicago fire, the Frisco quake, the burial of Pompeii. Now see the worst tragedy of all. His honor, President Superhip. Now that was spoken by America's noted comedian, Bob Hope. I don't do Bob Hope impersonations. You've read about the Chicago fire. How's that? The Frisco quake. I need a drink. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Anyway, Superhip's on the cover wearing a top hat that says Prez. Of the USA, not to be confused with the later DC Comics series, Prez, in which a teenager, much like Superhip, is elected president of the United States, legitimately unlike Superhip. Uh, He's on the presidential yacht, and the faculty of Benedict Arnold High School, whom you'll recall are all universal monsters. Werewolf. Frankenstein. Dracula and... Some kind of zombie lady. Yeah, vampire or whatever it is. They're uh, climbing over the side of the ship, and there's also a sea monster there. Which doesn't actually appear in the comics. No, it's kind of a busy cover, if I'm being honest. Mm. Pops with color, mm-hmm. but that's the best I could say about it. Mm-hmm. Shall we just dive right in? The lobster's red. That means it's cooked. Lobsters oh. aren't red in the wild. I disagree. Because on the children's television program from the 1970s, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters, they had a pet lobster that barked, and it was red. Bright red. (laughs) It was a cooked... No, because it was ambulatory, and it barked. Okay. And they had to walk it on a leash. Oh, I saw the cutest little video today. Did you watch that video I sent you? That dog playing the piano and howling. You know, our dog used to do that, our dog Boots. He didn't play himself, but if you played piano and sang, he would howl. Oh, I wish our dogs would do that. I saw another cute video today. What was it? Well, uh, two cute videos. So one was a little boy, probably two years old, Mm -hmm. and he was being presented with his newborn infant sister. What did he do? He was just crying (sighs) and just holding her, and the parents said, you can talk to her if you want, and he said, okay, but then he couldn't think of anything to say, so he just hugged her. Oh, wow. Then I saw another video, mm-hmm. uh, which was a little girl also being presented with her new newborn infant. I bet she was angry. Well, the infant, she was sitting on the sofa reading a book, mm-hmm. and the infant had a pacifier in its mouth. And so an adult just passed the infant in the, the lap of the little girl, mm-hmm. and she just took that pacifier out and put it in her own mouth. <laughs> And I said, good for you, That sister. reminds me of one of the earliest stories that was ever told to me of my childhood. Oh, when dear. I was I know, right? All the stories of my childhood are like that. You, That's your reaction. My sister um, hated me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess she was jealous of me. Well, who wouldn't be? I was adorable. And I was um, crawling on the floor on my hands and knees. And my mother came around the corner just in time <clears throat> to stop my sister whose foot was back, ready to kick me, down the staircase. (laughs) She's like, no, what are you doing? Cheryl's foot was back, ready to kick me down the staircase. Wow. Yeah. Luckily, I had a protector in the house. Your dog, Boots. The dog, Boots, that would howl at the piano. Um, (laughs) Yeah, wouldn't your mother put you in the playpen with Boots to babysit you? Oh, no. She'd put me in the playpen outside in the unfenced backyard, and then she'd just stick Boots out there. And she'd go about her business Mm -hmm. during the day. Vacuuming the floor and whatnot. Yeah. Um, Drinking her six-pack. Yeah, she had to go down to the corner market and buy a 12-pack every day with the little red wagon. Um, 
No, Boots was very protective of me. And in fact, we could play a game, my older sister and I, she would pretend that she was beating up on me. Mm -hmm. And then the dog would attack her. I just love that. Was Boots a beagle? Yes. Or was Boots a beagle mix? Beagle mix. And then there was Socks. Socks was a sheepdog who we got because we thought Boots was the father. And he wasn't because he was a sheepdog. Yeah. um, Did you have any dogs that didn't have monosyllabic names? Uh, Boots, Socks, Mini Pearl. Mini Pearl. Yeah. Yeah. And Boots was the second Boots, so... <laughs> boots two? Yeah. Well, since boots come in pairs, I guess it's okay to call boots oh, one and boots two. Oh, yeah. I see what you did Speaking there. of dogs, yes. Captain Butler is asleep Thank on God, a blanket. Previously, he was licking himself, and it was going to be audible throughout the he entire He is so podcast. comfortable. I brought in his favorite blanket, and he's, he's sleeping on the floor. Well, he's been very difficult today. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll take him to school if you he, want. He, um... Also, he didn't come to bed last night. Did you notice? He stayed downstairs all night. Downstairs? Yes. Well, someone the night before, let's see, last night was Tuesday night, Monday night, Uh someone who will go unnamed. It's Junebug. Junebug the Beagle. Was pacing back back and forth on the floor Mm -hmm. at 2.22 a.m. That's an angel message. Okay, and I woke up. Today is two twenty-two. I heard two twenty-two on the floor because her little her nails need to be trimmed. And then on one of her many trips that woke me up, mm-hmm. she discovered that I had shoe boxes waiting to be taken down to be recycled, oh, sitting outside oh, of the laundry room door. No. And I heard this. No, can't she's pawing at it. And yep. I was like, I was like, no, I am not going to listen to this dog tear into these boxes at 2.30 in the morning. So I opened the door, pushed the boxes into the laundry room, and closed the door. And I said, Junebug, you come to bed. Mm-hmm. And she she's dead. Well, and, she's mighty precious. Oh, my God. Except she that is, she eats her own poop. Yeah, you don't kiss. Don't let no, her kiss you. Don't take a kiss from her. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what else? If you are a true American... This is a story that will bring tears to your eyes. Tears to your eyes because it'll take you a very long time to read it. Well, first, it will make you bang your head against a wall. And that will bring tears to your eyes. <laughs> it's true. Of thee we swing. No, it's not one of those comics. No. It's actually talking about swing music, I think. So we open. Yeah, because this is this is nineteen sixty six. This is nineteen sixty six. Yes, the splash page is uh, kind of a preview of what's coming in the story. We have uh, Badger Goldliver, the rich kid that goes to the high school outside the Capitol building with a raised sword on horseback. Yes, um, I just want to say, uh-huh. I. Remember us reading only one story with these characters before. This is actually, I believe, the third issue that we've read. Are you... You've got to be kidding me. Well, it's published bi-monthly, so on our schedule, they come around about once a year. Oh, my God. Are you serious? This is the third of of these? Yeah. Wow. Plenty more to come, too. We must have read the first one in our old house. Possibly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's how long ago it was. Also, they're very forgettable. Aren't they awful? <laughs> Go on. I'm sorry. Now continue um, with the story. Dr. Van Pyre, who is a vampire who's the principal of the high school, mm-hmm. is now secretary of state. And he's being necked by another, what appears to be a male vampire bat. Oh, how progressive. Yes. And uh, Ed Sullivan is interviewing the new president of the United States, Super Hip, whom, as you'll remember, is secretly Bob Hope's nephew, Tad Walliter Jutfrus, who, when he gets angry, turns into Super Hip. Now, Tad Walliter doesn't have any idea that he becomes Super Hip, but Super Hip knows that he is Tad Walliter, mm-hmm. having become angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have another question? About your English diction. What, Yes. Super. Super hip? Super hip. It's not just super. I mean, I was trying to remember the Madeline Marshall. Daniel Sitteth rule? Yes. If you have a U following the letters D, N, L, S, double T, or T, H, 
you inject a J glide. So it is. It is super. super no, yep. you inject the J glide. That's that you. You okay? Yes. So, okay. Sue. Sue. Thank you very much. Unless I, I, I'm so sorry. I was just sitting here going, "What is that rule? What is it?" Unless it's like a n- proper name like Susan, you wouldn't say Susan. Well, unless, I would. Well, yeah, well I we would, of course. Um, greetings, all you happy hipsters, says Super Hip. Suffering squares and uncommitted, here's my report to the nation. Finances, I lost two bits on a rotten jukebox last week. Hedge will roll. Space research, we got a missile that's going further out than any before, and I am it. So till next time, your prez says, keep swinging. I said I wish we had a jukebox over you. I don't actually wish we had a jukebox. No, I'm happy with our little wireless. Well, because where would the money come from? Well, we, we would need some money. We used to have a Pac-Man machine at my stepdad's house what? that we would that was coin operated, but we would just you would take that you would open up the inside and touch the touch the wires. That and, sounds dangerous. First of all, but that would be uh, that would tell the machine that you put in quarters. Wow. I mean, it was Lucky. it was an actual arcade Pac-Man machine, right? I know I'm yeah. familiar with the concept of an arcade, even though I'm. What was your favorite arcade game? The X-Men Konabi X-Men. Oh my God, was that the best? We used to go to the theater early when we go see a movie. Yes. With a roll of quarters uh-huh. and play X-Men with our friends. We'd also go down to that with our friends with each other. Did we have friends? We. There were as many as six characters that could play that, right? Or four? Was it four? Yes, but I just recall uh, you and I going to the boardwalk I think in Daytona Beach. Oh, arcade. I do not remember that. Oh, yes. No, mm, no. Yes. We would go to the AMC Theater at, out, across from the Volusia Mall by the Daytona Speedway, but not there. No Why way. Why are you so angry about it? Because I hated the boardwalk. But it had Konabi X-Men. But we game. could always go to the, 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 the movie theater. The movie theater had, you could play six characters. The right. boardwalk had eight characters that you could play. Wow. Yeah. Ugh. I think. Maybe I made that up. We must have gone once. I think, yes, it was once. But it made such an impression on me. I guess so. And me too, obviously, the way a, I'm reacting to it. For a while, there was an app that emulated that game that you can get mm. on iPad. But it's out of, you can't I do it I remember that, yep. Yeah. Back to the story. Yes. Now, how did you know all what? this happen? We what? have got to stick to the story because this is this one is long. Stop me. You just you just like do a signal, whatever. Don't let me go on these tangents. Okay, you got it. I'll pull my ear like Carol Burnett. Okay. So we open at Benedict Arnold High School where they are electing the town's mayor for a day from the high school student body. Uh Badger, gold liver, is in the running. As is Tadwallader Jutfriz. Does he live with Bob Hope? Yes, he's his nephew. Okay, thank you. Now, I've seen it described online as his nephew in quotation marks, so I don't... What? I don't know the nature of the relationship, but Bob Hope was married for 60-plus years to his wife. Bob Hope was a straight shooter, trust me. How do you know? Well, we don't know, but for God's sake, he played golf. Right? Lots of our types play golf. But they're lesbians, Bob. They're lesbians. okay, okay. Bob Hope's not a lesbian. I don't know. Listener, I don't know of a gay man that I've ever met that plays golf. Okay, let me think. Oh, there is one. Who? I can't say his name. Okay. But um, part of the, the bachelor wedding activities was to play a round of golf. Oh, I still don't know who you're talking about, but I'll pretend that I do. The cruise director. He played? Yeah. Yeah, badly. Okay, yeah, right. But like, that's the only gay person, gay man, I've ever known that plays golf. Okay. What about Jack Nicklaus? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Tad Wallader is not actually uh, campaigning very strongly because he says, don't vote for me. Why is he up there? Did they just pick him up and put him on the stand? I guess so. But he's running on kind of an intellectual ticket. Um, and Badger is running on, I'll give you everything you want. Popularity. Chocolate soda in the school fountains and caviar and peanut butter sandwiches in the lunchroom. And my dad will pay for it. No, I would not eat caviar and peanut butter, but I'd eat peanut butter pickle. I'd eat pretty much anything with peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you can't go wrong. Mm-mm. I'll put peanut butter on a hamburger with oh, all the trimmings. That's not that's not crazy. Peanut butter on a pam- hamburger is awesome. You're awesome. Aw. Uh, Tad Walliter says, if you vote for me, I'll double your homework, eliminate summer vacation, and give harder tests and lengthen the school year. <laughs> Tad Walliter's a hard-nosed intellectual, you see. That's fine. Um, so Doltish, who is Badger's friend. His sidekick, right? Has called... Tad, yeah, has called Tad Walliter a kook, and this pretty dame here, she is dressing him down. How dare you call him a kook? That's what this town really needs, an honest mayor. So Tad Walliter's telling the truth to the people, and that's going to get him elected. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's not how politics works. Mm-mm. You cannot tell the truth. Look what happened to uh, Walter Mondale when he said, I will raise your taxes. He didn't he didn't get elected, did he? <laughs> no. That didn't work out. No. Uh Bob so Dole never lies. The children of the town have rallied behind Tad Walliter. They are going for this truth platform. Why is that? Well, I don't know. Later, Badger runs home to one of the forty-three rooms of his father's spacious estate. And he's crying like some teenage girl. Yeah. I want to die, die, die. (laughs) His father, who clearly doesn't love him, but sees him only as a tax deduction. Mm -hmm. You know, none of this sounds familiar to today's politics. Not at all. Not a rich man with a son who he hates. (laughs) Baron Trump. Uh Oh, no, I was talking about Junior. Oh. Junior would be the one crying. Oh, okay. Um. Yes, uh, your job is to be rotten, and I'm proud of you for having accepted that, the father mm-hmm. says. Uh, any penniless slob can be loved. Melvin Claude, shoemaker, is loved. Oscar Bramfoot's house, house painter. painter is loved. But did you ever hear of the Claude Memorial Hospital or Bramfoot's Stadium? How about Gold Liver Tower? all over the world. I'm just extrapolating from known data. Uh, you have I to have something it, named for yourself to it's be important. in this world. Yeah, well, it, it has to do with um, our, the, the, the rich uh, people being very uncomfortable with mortality. Yes. Also, Badger, your father will never love you. Yeah. Uh, so Badger has accepted that he's not going to be elected mayor for a day. Now... Father, Gold Liver, is going to go out into the, the town and buy votes. Which I remind you is illegal. Which doesn't apparently matter anymore. Uh, he sets up his limousine on the town square and invites teenagers to stroll through and collect money and jewelry. Oh, wow. You Well, you told me to move it along. I love that. Thank you. I mean, there was some vote tampering happening on the previous it was, page, but wasn't yeah, important. it's not important. Um, so the teenagers come and collect their money, and yeah, it's God an, love them. I love these panels. I love that. I, I can't tell what page it's on, but this panel right here. Page five, this yes. This three-page panel. Uh-huh. I love that. That three panels where the, this, the, this, the kids are going in one side of the car, receiving money and jewels and such, and going right outside of the car. <gasps> By the way, yes, we have been watching Yellowstone. Yes, every night, every right? And we're on night. season four, mm-hmm. and we are going to get through the uh, season four by next week, uh-huh. right? Yes, I do not understand why the trashiest, trashiest, trashiest television you can imagine ends up on the commercials. Oh, the yes, and, and I'm, I'm I really just mean the the New Jersey people. Like, there's a Jersey Shore reunion which we don't know anything about because we never watched it. And all the and boys like the, have like so much gel yeah. in their hair. I do mm-hmm. not understand how they actually put a tool through their hair. I and I just obviously, I guess I guess Yellowstone's just as trashy and dramatic as the rest of those. But they're all reality shows, and, and Yellowstone's not a, dr- uh, a reality show. So is it though? Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, now, Gen Z is going to save this country, I firmly believe. Oh. And these 
hipster teenagers of the 60s are an analog for Gen Z because they're going through and collecting all the money from the rich bastard mm-hmm. and they're going to vote for Tad anyway. I love that. Yes. I wish I had a guitar that could fly me around. Well, so Tad has seen Mr. Goldliver attempting to buy the election. Mm-hmm. That makes him angry. And you know what happens when he gets angry? No, actually, I didn't remember this and it took me by surprise. <gasps> really? Absolutely. Oh, out of the zigging, zagging, whirling, twirling, teetering, tottering, turbulent tornado of tempestuous teen is reborn super hip. That custom-built sports model on the highway of life. What? That T-bone steak in a ballpark of soggy hot dogs. That Technicolor, Cinerama, Stereophonic, Spectacular in the movie house of man. Yeah, 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 baby. That's great. Wow, I love the alliteration and the, all those T's. I do. I also love this panel. Isn't it great? Yeah. It really is well-drawn. It's energetic. It's got motion. Love Super it. hip wears a mod, tight little bolero jacket and stretch pants. And I don't care for the ruffle, um, the ruffly collar. Well, but it's like 60s mod mercy beat kind of like Austin Powers. That's what it's. Yeah, I get it. But I would prefer a Nehru jacket. Well, you know, I had a uh, Nehru had suit a Nehru when suit. I was uh, 10 and years old. the most adorable sunglasses. <gasps> I love that Listener, picture of you. I'll put this picture on Twitter when I post the episode. I have a youthful picture of myself in a scarlet Nehru suit with medallion uh-huh. and cat-eye white-rimmed sunglasses. You were less than six. I was two years old. It is un effing believably adorable i wish i had a full-size replica of that outfit i wish so too christmas list okay uh super hip flies off with his magic guitar and decides to get his revenge on mr gold liver so he i don't understand how his powers work exactly yeah i don't either but he somehow has a paintbrush with which he paints a zipper on the top of mr gold liver's car unzips it and yanks Mr. Goldliver out of the top of the car. Then he turns his hands, similar to Metamorpho, into a broom and dustpan. Broom and dustpan. He has the ability to change the molecular structure of anything he desires. I don't know if it's anything because I recall that he was able to change his own body into things. Yeah, he becomes a statue later on. And I remember a previous issue where he became like a stop sign or something. But I don't recall him affecting other matter. Maybe he's learning. Oh, maybe. It's a Matrix sort of thing. That's what um, 60s comics are particularly known for, the characters evolving (laughs) in a naturalistic way. I sense your cynicism there. Yeah, you are correct. Um, So he uh, does what he does with Mr. Goldliver and dumps him in the city dump. Great place for Mr. Goldliver. Meanwhile, the votes of are being counted for mayor for a day. Tad Walleter, 419 votes. Badger, zero. Z-row. Oh. A real neck-and-neck neck finish. Ha, ah. ha, ha. Fraud at the polls, Mr. Goldliver claims. Oh, my goodness. Fake news. How could you have scored zero? Your own vote wasn't even counted. Badger admits that he didn't even vote for himself. Why didn't he vote for himself? Because... He doesn't like himself. He couldn't... Yes, he hates himself. Mm -hmm. How could I vote for any boy as rotten as I? Sob. Trump would vote for himself. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who? Oh, you're... Oh, you're thinking this is, like, similar to the Trump family. Okay. Okay, I'm on board now. (laughs) Uh, the populace races off to find Tad Walleter, not knowing that he's already there as super hip. Meanwhile, on page nine of The Adventures of Bob Hope, Bob Hope finally appears. Thank with God. His, with his talking dog, Harvard Harvard. Oh, thank you, because I could not remember his name. I swear to God, I don't know how it is that we have seen. This is our third issue of this. Yeah. yeah. I, no idea. Honestly, I had to look it up because I don't recall the talking dog having appeared yet in the ones we've read. God, I wish I had a talking dog. Why? What oh, would they my... talk about? I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I like to piss on something. I'm hungry again. 
scratch me. I think I'm going to lick myself. <laughs> Are you sleeping? Paw, paw. Are you sleeping? Pet me. Paw, paw. Pet, Pet me. me. Pet, Pet me. me. Oh, it'd be like that. What was that movie? Congo. Congo with, with Amy. Amy. I'm, I'm Amy. Amy. I'm Bad gorilla. Amy. Pet Bad me. gorilla. Pet me. I'm going to scratch myself. Pet me. I'm hungry. <laughs> now, let's see. Bob Hope has learned that Tad Walletter has won the election. And he's prepared a speech to honor his nephew, Tad Walletter. I keep on wanting. I want to say Renfrew. That's Jerry Lewis. I know. I hate uh, this comic about as much as I hate Jerry Lewis comic. I think Jerry Lewis is worse. Oh, totally worse. I said about as much. I, I Jerry Lewis comics are horrible. And if I had to watch, if I could only watch two programs in for the rest of my life, yes, Bob Hope or Jerry Lewis, I'd watch oh, Bob Hope. Bob Hope a hundred times over because it'd be funny. Jerry Lewis is not like funny. if it was like a DVD of Bob Hope USO tours. That'd be, oh, that'd be awesome. awesome. And Margaret. And yes. Who's the other one? Morgan Fairchild. <laughs> I I kid, but Morgan Fairchild has the most adorable Twitter feed. God love her. She's so positive and happy, and she leaves little videos and says, "I just want everyone to have a good day," and I just got a new hip. Walking around my neighborhood, mask up. Oh, she's a national treasure. <laughs> God, I don't follow any pop culture at all. I know you don't, but here we are with Bob Hope. <laughs> so, uh, Mayor Pilfer, who is the current mayor. Oh, she's finally getting home. Who? After a long day. Who? Our neighbor across the street. Well, who? Which one? Oh, the daughter. Oh, the daughter. Well, she works and goes to school. I know. She works so hard. Yes. Well, you know, the father came home with lots and lots of groceries. He took them all in in one trip. The father does the grocery shopping? Oh, he did tonight. What a progressive family. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they come in to interview Tad Walleter and want him to... Uh, Malign the current neighbor, mayor. <laughs> <laughs> I will not malign my neighbors. <laughs> mayor Pilfer is mm. the current mayor, and Tad's been elected mayor for the day. To refresh your memory, <laughs> God. <laughs> All of a sudden, the White House calls. Wow, Bob and Hope. Who was the president in 1966? Johnson. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, I can't remember who his vice president was, but this, this is the guy on the phone is a depiction of the vice president. The office of the president has called Tad to see if he will come to Washington. Mm -hmm. Because you've just given our whole, how did Johnson talk? You've just given our, like my dad, you've just given our whole nation a great lesson in living democracy. How do you like to bring that message home? How do you like to be honorary president for a day? <laughs> well, Tad would love that, except that his piano lesson is tomorrow. Is he autistic? Tad? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, then the president, or the vice president. No, president. President picks president up Johnson. his dog by the ears. Yeah. Which I would never do. Well, no, but President Johnson had a beagle, I believe. Oh. Which he would pick up by the ears and swing around. No. -uh. Cruel man. No, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, Tad Walleter organizes an entire school trip for the Benedict Arnold High School. Of course. Students. Yes. All the students and all the teachers are going to get on the bus. Not all the students. Not all, but mm -hmm, Tad Walleter mm -hmm. and his uh, class. Badger and Doltish. And, mm hmm. You know, all the, the players, gang. the uh -huh. gang. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, we don't need to go back over the faculty. There's a mummy, there's a werewolf, there's a Frankenstein, there's all a vampire, the universal and characters. there's a zombie woman. Yeah. Then they waste some space by this whole, look like, Frankenstein werewolf exchange. I wonder, because the zombie woman is drawn to look like Mrs. Munster. Was Mrs. Munster supposed to be a zombie? I thought, I she, always... was a, I thought she was a lady vampire. I thought she was a lady Frankenstein. 
No. Yes, because you see colorized versions and she's got green skin. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, no, I always thought she was a lady vampire. Oh, okay. Vampire. 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 So there's a lot of falderall about the faculty who are late getting to the bus and they have to call their luggage and there's lots of... Frankly, it's filler. It's really stupid. Great stuff that would work on film as Mm -hmm. slapstick physical comedy, but it doesn't work great in comics. Not at all. Because there's too many words. Let's get to the Smithsonian, shall we? Yes. They go to the Smithsonian. They see a giant dinosaur skeleton. The Wolfman teacher says, that's my maternal grandfather, 1,247 generations removed. For some reason, Bob Hope is wearing a morning coat. Morning coat. With a top hat. Hmm. Oh, look at this. <laughs> the wolf man starts chewing on the ancient dinosaur bones. Nice gag. Can't help himself, can he? No. Uh, this uh, astonished me when they are standing outside the Lincoln Memorial and the zombie lady teacher says... He ended slavery forever in our country. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very progressive for 1966. Well, think about the time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Then they visit the Washington Monument. Then they visit the Capitol. And then they get to go inside and see Congress in action. I don't think you can do that anymore. Not anymore. Well, not right now. Right. I mean, you, you, you probably will be able to do that again when the pandemic lifts. Um, well, why, why would you? They don't do anything. Well, I mean, <laughs> see what I did there? Yeah, you did. Um, so they find their own congressperson, Samuel Somnolent. Who was who asleep. Was asleep. What's the... Somnolent? Is, is... Oh, he's got a note in his hand that says, Memo to Self. Make speech to support World War Three. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's not a great uh, representative. No, both he and the spider in the web are asleep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whew. Now, Mr. Hope has been tasked with continuing <laughs> to guide the tour through the Capitol building. Well, he's done so much work for the... For the troops and The and troops, Americans. and he must know Washington inside and out. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, at the teacher's committee hearing down the hall, they are waiting for teachers from Snobbish Academy who were due to testify, but they are late. Uh, A clerk goes out into the hallway to see if they've arrived, and what do you know? It's the the faculty from Benedict Benedict Arnold Arnold High. High. Yeah. And they start singing. What's so weird? Well, they're singing their uh, alma mater of Benedict Arnold High, which goes like this. High above malarial waters, murky as can be, stand our halls of poison ivy, B-H-U-C, blood of of heroes in their veins, on their names no mud. We admire their pluck and brains, but most of all their blood. Slurp. Nice. Um. Daytime, nighttime, any hour. <laughs> that's from Dirty Dancing, of course. Listener, if you haven't seen that, that's a yeah. good weekend view if you have an ice storm coming. That tune is also the alma mater for where I work. Oh, that's the same, the same right. tune. I forgot that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have a lot of uh, more falderall about the teachers trying to testify in front of congressional panel. And they sing another song, which I could not identify. Mm-mm. Part three, Washington, D.C., which stands for Disaster Center. Ouch. Hubert Humphrey, that was the vice president. Nicely done. Who's greeting Tad Walleter and introduces himself as the president's assistant. I guess that is kind of the vice president's role. I don't know. All I know about vice presidents I learned from watching uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. (laughs) <laughs> it's a great show fantastic show so uh the president wanted me to complete the honorary ceremony so if you'll ask all of your friends 
and the gentlemen of the press to step in. Certainly, sir. The vice president is giving the oath of office to Tad Wallader. Who's the girl in the front row that says she wishes that she was simultaneously being married to Tad Wallader? You're in high school, sweetheart. It's too soon. It is a little too soon. She went. She's one of the classmates. She was actually um, featured on the election speech page. Well, I think she's the girl from the cover in the bikini. Same hair. Mm-hmm. So Badger sees that it's not too late to ruin Tad's day. So he hands him a trick pen. Here we go. The pen, of course, classic move, shoots ink at Tad Wallader and gets all over his clothes. Mm-hmm. Then Badger offers him a cleaning solvent, which turns out to be acid. It burns all his clothes off and his skin. That's horrible. Well, horrible until Tad Wallader gets angry. And mm-hmm. you know what happens when he gets angry? He becomes. You wouldn't like me very much when I'm angry. <laughs> Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. Turns into super hip. Who else? Meanwhile, in a nearby office, another piece in this jigsaw tragedy is being hewn. I don't know who these people are supposed to be, but they have some kind of light that alerts them when the president signals them. I guess the president, I mean, what I gather from this is the president can give them orders. Right. And they take notes and then turn them into press releases or communiques to the military or other people. Right. So not knowing that it's super hip giving the orders, he takes down all the dictation and uh, sends it out. And all sorts of nutty hilarity ensues. Right. So they send out jets to bomb all the textbook factories in the country. And they order the Navy to destroy all fishing vessels in the area because, quote, the president hates fish. Then they order the nationalization of pizza parlors. Yes. That's not a bad idea. Oh, I guess. So the pizza parlors now are all being taken over and opened up free of charge to the youth of America. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, the danger is, of course, they're going to eat pizza till they die, float away in rivers of soda, and dance their feet off and bowl their brains out. Because you see, in the 60s, which was a wonderful time, pizza parlors and bowling alleys and soda fountains and discotheques were all in the same building, same place of business. <laughs> and then the next panel. Free- well, this isn't great. They're sending all the parents to a concentration camp. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. Um, now the parents think it's a blessing in disguise because they're not going to have any more little fingers digging through their wallets at night. Uh, no pizza stained fingerprints on the piano tea, piano keys, no more hairspray on the bathroom mirror. Yeah. Well, I don't think they're going to like concentration camp when they get there. No. Now back at the white house, super hip is perched up on the desk the faculty of Benedict Arnold High is astonished to find that Superhip is actually the president and has given all these orders. As a matter of fact, one of his orders was to draft all of the teachers of Benedict Arnold High right. into the army. So Principal Van Pyer is Secretary of State. Badger is Secretary of War. Meanwhile, At Central Communications Hub, the president has ordered the arrest of all barbers refusing to give beetle haircuts. (laughs) And the next Olympics will be held at a giant discotheque. And the building of a mammoth nuclear plant for supplying energy to electric guitars. And declares Kim Novak swimming pool a national park. Well, Kim Novak was an actress in the 60s. Right. I'm going to put actress in quotation marks because she wasn't very good. No. Awfully pretty, but she's not like, a good actress. She's just like our Andy McDowell. Yes. Pretty, but... Now, Andy McDowell in Sex, Lies, and Videotapes, her debut, was fantastic. I'm and sure it was a script. 
I'm sure it was the script because I've seen her fall flat in everything since then. Wait, what? You want to hear me deliver an Andy McDowell line? Go ahead. Do you know what you're doing to me? Do you? It's from Green Card, <laughs> starring Pierre Depardieu. Whenever we observe someone doing bad acting, uh-huh. one of us will turn to the other and go, "Do you know what you're doing to me? Do you?" Uh, now Bob Hope has reappeared now in the comic that bears his name. Astonished that Superhip has appointed a vampire to the State Department, a monster to the space program, and an idiot as Secretary of War. There's only one thing left to do. Declare the whole country a disaster area. The faculty of Benedict Arnold High have really bought into this honesty kick that everybody's been on because they say, yes, Anyone who would appoint us to office must be a traitor to the nation. They try to grab Super Hip. He flies off and turns himself into a statue. Remember, the faculty are all monsters. Yes. Like, like there's a vampire who drinks uh-huh. blood. There's yes. a Frankenstein who yep. is brought back from the dead. There's yep. a werewolf. Yep. Um, and then there's, I don't know what she is, Vampira. Well, her name is Zombia or something. Oh, okay. So I just assumed she was She's a zombie. She's a zombie, yeah. Um, a military official comes up looking for Super Hip, but Super Hip now is disguised as Abraham Lincoln. And Super Hip, as Abraham Lincoln says, yes, I saw the president, but now he's disguised as a vampire. Yeah. So now he's taking all the yeah. people that are running around and, and, and diverting their attention to the monsters. Then another guard comes up and says, did you see the president? And now he's disguised himself as George Washington. And he says, yes. Only now he's disguised himself as Frankenstein, also a wolfman and a lady zombie. Lady zombie, okay. Lady zombie. the military goes after the faculty of Benedict Arnold High. Mm -hmm. Super hip goes into the Oval Office and falls asleep on the Resolute desk. (laughs) Moments later, this girl, who we don't know her name, comes in to find Tad Wallader asleep with mm-hmm. a George Washington powdered wig on his head. Mm. She reports that Superhip took over the country for 37 minutes, and it'll take 37 years to recover. And all the faculty are in jail. Girl, same. We're going to be recovering for a long time a long from time, our... You I'm just going to put 37 minutes in quotation marks. You and I will probably die before it's, before it's all sorted. No, I'm going to live forever. I'm going to learn how to fly. Hi! So uh, the faculty have been released after Tad Wallader explains. And he says, you should have jailed Super Hip. And the policeman says, no. We're not going to jail him. We're going to give him a medal. Turns (laughs) out the printing plant he had blown up Turned out they were also counterfeiting money. Mm-hmm. Also, the fishing boat that the Navy shelled proved to be smuggling dope. Is that a common thing that happens when when uh, uh, Super... What the hell is this guy's name? Hip. S- super Hip. Does things that actually turns out to be good? I mean, I would... Is that a trope? I would assume... I don't have any specific memories on this front, but I would assume that anything he does that turns out to be good was done by accident. Okay. That seems to be in his character arc. Okay. I was more astonished that they discussed smuggling dope in this comic that's Thank you. clearly I, aimed at children. Yes, they said smuggling dope, and I thought, my God, this works on in this comic. Well, it was the 60s. Yes. Well, never mind, Tad says the pretty girl. Nameless. Even if that beautiful, resourceful, disgusting super hip ruined your day, you'll always be president of my heart. To which Tad Wallader replies, I demand a recount. Well, there you have it. What a long comic. It was very long. Uh, Doctor Husband asked me if this was an eighty-page giant in disguise because it was so <laughs> it's so long, and I didn't sleep. I didn't read it in sleep. I just you know, I just kept on reading and reading and reading. And I was like, God, it's so, so funny. I opened up the comic and I looked at the words. I looked at the pages and I went, Oh my God, so many words. So and it's all that. It's all going to be that groovy talk. Oh, I'll never get through it. 
Mm. Written by Arnold Drake, mm. uh, also known as the writer of the Doom Patrol. Oh! Thus explaining oh. why Super Hip was in attendance at the wedding of Elastigirl and Minto. Wow. Yeah. Also explaining the kind of quirkiness of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I like Doom Patrol. I love the artwork in this all the way through. I would have to agree. It's consistently really well done. I like the heavy inking. Um, I love the angles. I I, I really like the fact that it moves. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful perspectives. There are a couple times where you've got some action across. No, one time you have action across panels. Um, but, for instance, the Washington Monument is... Uh, drawn from the perspective of hovering above the Washington mm-hmm. Monument, so it's projecting up from the ground. Mm-hmm. Little details like that really make a comic. Sure, sure. It's really well drawn. It's just the story. It just, yeah, it's just... Uh, forever. And that fantastic panel of Super Hip. This one? Yes. When he first emerges? Really cool. But this is a half-hour sitcom plot in a two-hour movie. <laughs> yes! Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Starring America's favorite comedian. Bob. Bob Hope, Hope. Who appears in like three panels total. Yeah, what's it's all about that? Super Hip. What's up with that? Well, they added Super Hip in because the sales were going down, down, down. Yeah. In the 60s. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, what this is issue 100. I believe issue 109 will be the final well, we won't issue get through it. of this comic. We won't. But we will get to issue 106, which has art by... Neil Adams, listener will know how excited that is. Okay. All right. Yeah. Anything to add? No, it's it's an it's a dark evening. Um, it sure is. We're yeah. expecting an ice storm, everybody. So stay dry. Stay dry. Stay warm. You can find us on social media at GoGoCheckPod. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can find us back here next week. Absolutely. Or sooner, because we're off schedule we have to get back on our weekend schedule yes and if you haven't listened to last week's episode the 150th episode there are some sound issues but i'm sorry about that well i mean it's not my fault but no I, it's not your fault no. it's my fault because i don't edit i just hit play and go yeah there's one part where the the music is so loud it's just well yeah. that just demands careful listening <laughs> but it sure was fun i'll say mm-hmm. and here we are on episode 151 yeah the sky is the limit the sky is the limit Reach for the stars because the stars don't have arms to reach down for you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Tomorrow